The Ballad of Semawater by William Watson Deep asleep, deep asleep, deep asleep it lies, The still lake of Semawater under the still skies, And many a fathom, many a fathom, many a fathom below, In a king's tower and a queen's bower, the fishes come and go. Once there stood by Semawater a mickle town and tall, King's tower and Queen's bower, and the wakemen on the wall. Came a bigger halt and saw, I faint for lack of bread. King's tower and Queen's bower cast him forth unfed. He knocked the door of Ella's cot, Ella's cot in the dale. They gave him of their oatcake, they gave him of their ale. He cursed aloud that city proud. He cursed it to its pride. He cursed it into semi-water, there to bide. King's tower and queen's bower, and a mickle town and tall. By glimmer of scale and glimmer of fin, folk have seen them all. King's tower and queen's bower, and weed and reed in the gloom. And a lost city in semi-water, deep asleep till doom. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Time Between Times Storytelling with me, Owen Staten. The year is now getting into the swing of things. The sun is starting to rise. The nights are getting lighter. And our hearts are still full of tales. I hope you are all well, and I hope you are ready for another story. And today we go far away to the north of England, to the lake of Semiwater, in the Yorkshire Moors. There, this beautiful, placid place where people come from all over the world, holds a dark secret. But that is one I will tell you soon enough. In the meantime, Relax, sit back, close your eyes if it's safe to do so, and let your imagination get washed away on a tide of tales. Are you ready? Take a deep breath. And another. Let all your worries wash away. Imagine you are sat in your front room, in the most comfortable chair in this house that you love. The night is starting to fall, the moon is starting to rise. But sitting here for the rest of the evening is not on our agenda. You get up, you put on your coat. The nights have been bitter cold, but you know you will be warm. Because where you are going is a place that you love. 
You open your front door and the wind bites at your face. You can feel it tapping on your cheeks like Jack Frost's fingers. You lock your door and make your way down to the road. And there you turn right and walk towards the forest. The stars are starting to sparkle in the sky. The moon is starting to shine. The sun is starting to fade. And as you reach the forest, you see it like a dark wall of trees in front of you. You look over your shoulder and see the bright lights of your village, your town. You take another breath and step into the woods. The leaves start to crunch under your feet as you take the twisting, winding path through the woodland. There you come across the old, mossy tower. It has stood there for centuries. Many people have lived there, many tales are told. But today we pass it and come to the Baglin Brook. There you see little bits of ice floating on the water. It has recently been frozen but not any more, and is starting to flow to be alive once more. You step over the water, and there you see it in front of you. The clearing at the heart of the forest. And they have gathered your friends on this night, this evening, this time, for tales traditionally told. You hug and greet your friends before sitting at the fire pit. The fire is strong tonight. The warmth is like a blanket, and you stare into the shapes that are formed. In it you see creatures leaping out, you see the wind starting to blow, you see ships sailing on stormy seas. For this is the home of stories. This is the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, the time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin. So thin that for a few moments, and just a few moments, we can reach into their realm, and for a few moments they can reach into ours. You see, now is the time that people see lights in the sky. Now is the time that people see the Tulwith Tig, the fairy folk, the very Voke. Now is the time that people see ghosts, the ghosts of the past, the ghosts of the present, the ghosts of things yet to come. Now is the time between times. So join me, my friends, as we journey long ago and far away to Semiwater in Yorkshire. Many years ago it was a great town, a great city, with a church in its centre where its bells rang daily. People would come from all over this great island to trade, to meet with others, to share tales. This was a glorious place. The towers of the buildings stretched to the sky. The streets were winding and wailful. This was a wondrous place. The people inside were wealthy and rich for the most part. All around the outskirts of this great city were filled with wondrous houses where trading families from all around would meet. But there in the centre were a number of small hovels where the servants lived, who looked after the horses, who mended the clothes, who cooked the food. And on one dark night, one winter's night, very much like tonight, our story started to happen.
Semiwater was surrounded by a great wall, where there was once a huge gate. Many armies had broken on the walls over the years, but it had known a period of prolonged peace. Until this night, this very night, the guards on the walls tapped their toes on the stone and huddled their coats around them. As a lone figure approached, he shuffled and stumbled and scraped his way along the road until he came to the great gate. "'Who goes there? And what do you want?' called the guards from high atop the towers. "'I am but a beggar, and I seek shelter and food, and a little drink if you have it.' "'Be gone, beggar! Be gone, someone who would take from us! You have no place in this great city,' they called. The beggar looked up at the walls and sat down, huddled with his cloak around him. He would have been that way all night and maybe died in the frost that followed, but at midnight, just as the church bells struck twelve, a rider came riding along and the gate was opened and the beggar slipped inside. As he walked down the near-deserted streets, a number of people fell out of one of the numerous taverns that were in Semiwater, and they saw him making his way slowly towards the centre of the town. And they started to throw stones at him, throw bottles at him, throw rotten food at him. He fell to the ground and they made their way around him and started to kick him until he left. He was just lying there in the road, blood coming from his nose. After a while, with a coat of dew and frost upon him, he rose again and started to make his way further into the town until he came to the church. The doors were locked, but using what little strength he had left, he hammered on them. A priest opened the door and looked at him. There is no place for someone like you in here tonight, I'm sorry. And with that, they closed the door once more. The beggar staggered off as the night grew even darker. The far edges of the town, you could just see light starting to break over the horizon. It would soon be the time between times, but still he went walking. Till he came to the poor part and the hovels in the middle. He fell to his knees as he reached a well and tried to reach inside for water. In the window of one of the houses, a young woman saw him and came outside and helped him to his feet. Can I help you, sir? I just wish something to eat. I just wish something to drink. And I just wish some shelter. She took a breath and looked at him and looked back at her house. Her husband was now in the doorway. We have only an oat cake which we would both share this morning, but you are welcome to it. We have small embers in our fire, but you are welcome to sit by it. We have half a cup of ale, and you are welcome to drink from it. She helped the beggar towards the house, and inside they went. She sat him by the fireplace, gave him the oatcake, gave him the ale, which he, he drank and ate heartedly. And then he turned to her, and a miracle happened.
He arose from the chair and pulled off his cloak, and the room was filled with light. Both the man and the woman covered their eyes, for they had never seen something so bright. They turned to look at the beggar, but he was no longer there. Standing in the room with them was man with a golden hair. They looked into the eyes of an angel who smiled and offered them hope. He hugged them to his chest and blessed them completely. Then he left through the front door. They felt so warm and true with what they had done, and the angel walked to the centre of semi-water and stood on a small mound near to where their house was. The dawn was now rising and people were coming out of their houses. When he spoke, in a voice as loud as thunder that carried over the hills for miles. Semi-water rise, semi-water sink, and swallow this whole town, all save this house where they gave me food and drink. And with that the angel unfurled his coat, and a great wings appeared on his back shining as bright as the morning sun which was now starting to rise the people of semi-water had gathered and saw to their horror that over the mountains came a great tide of water which surrounded and swallowed the town as if it was nothing all the buildings were washed away the church everything sundered and swamped by the water that rose and rose and rose until by the time the sun was strong in the sky only the old hovel and the poor people remained sitting there next to their house surrounded by water but their pockets filled with gold a small boat bobbed on the water next to them offering them salvation and that is what they took, and that is what they did, for they were now the richest people in Yorkshire. The angel flew into the sky, and where he went a bright star now shone, and still shines to this day. Semi-water is now a silent, serene lake that people come for miles around to do water sports or fish or even swim. But it is said that on quiet nights, when nothing can be heard but the sound of silence, the church bells still ring under the water. A ghostly echo of a treacherous past, where an angel came from heaven above and was refused help and hospitality by the people of Semiwater now gone under the water, forgotten by all except us who have sat together at the time between times, a time it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, to listen to this tale traditionally told by me at the fire pit at the heart of the forest tonight. I thank you so much for joining us. I thank you so much for being here and listening to me tell this tale.
To know that you are out there listening to these tales makes everything worthwhile. If you have any questions, any suggestions, please write to me at owenstaten at aol.com. If you love the podcast, please leave a nice review wherever you get it. It's great to know, and when I see that people all over the world are listening to these stories, it fills my heart with joy. If you want to support me even more, why not go to ko-fi.com forward slash owenstaten or patreon.com forward slash owenstaten7 and join my growing band of Patreon and Kofi supporters who get bonus content. More stories, more videos, more tales. You may also look on my YouTube channel, Time Between Times, and see that recently I have recorded some tales that have been written by my good friend Amy Boucher. There are three currently on there. I like reading them, and they are great stories. And if you were to listen to them, it would make me very happy indeed. But in the meantime, my friends, take care. The sun is coming again. The nights will grow lighter. But we will always have time to gather at the fire pit at the heart of the forest, at the time between times. So until next time, take care. Look after yourself. No stop. 